you're listening to the Toolstation Western League podcast with Ian Knockholds and Tom Hiscott. Welcome to episode 10 of the Toolstation Western League podcast with me, Ian Knockholds, and as always, I'm delighted to be joined on the line by journalist and author Tom Hiscott. Tom, have you had a good weekend? Afternoon, Ian. Yeah, I have, actually. It's been, been, a, been a good one. Um, how about yourself? Yes, well, I was captivated um, at the weekend by the FA Cup. Uh-huh. Um, and I know that we're going to be talking about our, um, our very own Bridport um, and their trip to St Albans. Um, but um, I must confess, I feel like this is the, this is the confessional, so I, 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 I ask you and the listeners of the Western League, uh, of the Western League podcast for absolution. But I, I, went, I went to see another game. Oh. I know, I feel like a man who's cheated on his wife, <laughs> which is a very dangerous thing for me to say because my wife is actually downstairs and if she walked in halfway through this conversation I could well be heading towards a divorce. But um, I went to watch Poulton Rovers at Swindon Supermarine. Uh-huh. And that was an absolutely cracking. Um, that was an absolutely cracking tie because Porton were were dead and buried in the first twenty minutes, and then um, Lazarus like they uh, they came back to win three two. So um, a good time, a, a jolly good time was had by all, including me because I wasn't driving, and uh, and more importantly I wasn't commentating either. In fact, I had absolutely no responsibilities there whatsoever. So I, I got to sample the the hospitality of the good burgers of Swindon Supermarine, all of whom were incredibly long in the mouth. Probably even more so because um, uh, with the uh, with the fourth qualifying round draw, um, Porton have drawn um, Sutton United. So that would have been a nice little oh my gosh. that would have been a nice little home game for Swindon. Anyway, I can I can sort of just about get away going um, talking about this on the podcast because of course it wasn't that long ago um, that Porton Rovers were uh, um, were one of the uh, the Western League's member sides. So um, I feel I feel slightly vindicated by that. But anyway, mm. I, I've got that off my chest, uh, and now we can get down to the important business. Of um, uh, of the fixtures starting on Tuesday, the the twenty sixth of September. Now, in a slight change to our normal uh, our normal way of doing this, I'm going to quickly rattle you through all of the uh, the fixtures in the first division, and then Tom's going to call out some of the some of the uh, events that particularly caught his eye when he was putting together this week's bulletin. So we start off at Carn Town. Carn Town losing at home two one to Malmesbury Victoria. Cheddar they won at home three two to Chard Town. Uh, Corsham Town, they drew one all with Warminster Town. Devizes, they had a win 4-3 against Welton Rovers. Canesham Town, they, uh, they lost at home heavily, uh, 4-1 to Roman Glass St George. Portishead, they lost at home as well uh, to Armandsbury. Radstock, they had a very good home win, 5-1 to Chippenham Park. And Wincanton, they lost at home 3-1 to Bishops Lydiard. Now then, Tom, what were the highlights of the midweek football that caught your eye? Yeah, I mean, Tuesday night it was pretty much a, a full full fixture in the first division. There was actually a, a number of hat-tricks, a trio of trebles. Um, Adam Jones for, for Cheddar scored three three goals in their win. Uh, in Devizes, his 4-3 win over Welton, as you mentioned. There was a hat-trick for Jake Roberts. Uh, and also James Rustle, who's um, really hit a good good patch of form. Uh, he scored three in Radstock, five and went over Chippenham. And also, obviously, Canesham's. A uh, big home defeat, uh, Roman Glass and George, there was a couple of goals for Joe Swift and also Lewis and Sam Wentland both got on the score sheet there. So, yeah, an ex- exciting night of football. Plenty of goals in the first division. Uh, Wednesday, the 20, uh, 27th of September, we, we had a Premier Division game, and that was Cadbury Heath against Longwell Green. Seven goals in total. Cadbury Heath winning there by four goals to three. That must have been a, that must have been a really exciting encounter. 
Yeah, I believe so. I mean, Long Green obviously have really struggled for goals, um, but scoring three. But unfortunately for them, it wasn't wasn't to be enough. Uh, Lewis Ship uh, scoring twice for Cadbury Heath, and they managed to sneak home and, and grab the much needed victory. And also on Wednesday, there was a Devon's, uh, there was a Devon FA St Luke's bowl tie, a pretty one-sided affair. Will and Rovers beating Ivy Bridge six-one. Now we get into the real meat and drink of this week's podcast on Saturday, the thirtieth of September. Uh, we'll start our action with where we have to start it. It was St Albans City, Bridport were the visitors, 683 um, people saw this at the Conference South side and Bridport certainly didn't let the Western League down, did they, Tom? No, not at all. Uh, a 2-1 defeat, unfortunately, so their cut run does come to an end, uh, but no disgrace whatsoever. Uh, National League South opposition, as you mentioned, and they actually went ahead in the 24th minutes in Albans uh, with an early substitute, uh, Sean Lucian, uh, putting them ahead. Uh, they then doubled their lead through Percy Key and Gabani uh, on the half-hour mark. Uh, but Bristol managed to really show some good resolve in the second half, uh, and they, were, they should be proud of it. Uh, in the 65th minute, they did get themselves back into the game uh, with Lee Bailey uh, managing to grab a goal. Uh, but they were unable to uh, grab the equaliser, and um, they can now concentrate on league matters. But a really impressive cut run for them, and they certainly, as we said, didn't disgrace themselves on Saturday afternoon. Absolutely, putting the pressure on St Albans right to the end there, so hats off to them. Uh, now we move into a pretty full campaign in the Premier Division. We'll start at home, Bitten. They were the victors 3-1 at home to Well City. Yeah, good start for Bitten. They were two up quite early on. Uh, Tom Knighton scoring both of those goals. Uh, and then Dean Griffiths uh, added a third just before half-time. Um, they managed to hold on Bitten, that is, for, for the 3-1 win, um, thanks to, despite being down to nine men uh, come the end, of the end of the match. Two of the sides we've talked about a lot on the podcast this season, Bradford Town, they were at home to Bridgewater Town. Yep, now ten games unbeaten for Bradford, uh, and they're continuing on their merry way. Uh, Trowbridge Road, they were at uh, 2-1 win. Uh, Left-back Ricky Scott uh, got, them, got them started midway through the first half with his goal. Uh, before Sam Jordan, uh, who provided the, the assist for Scott's goal, then, then added a second. Um, Jack Taylor managed to score quite late on uh, for Bridgewater, uh, but they weren't able to, to grab an equaliser, and it was Bradford who took away all three points. So I'm delighted to welcome to the podcast for the first time this season, but we spoke to him last season, it's Danny Greaves, the manager of Bradford Town. And Danny, you've had a fantastic start to this season, um, unbeaten in the league. Um, you must be very happy. Yeah, no, no, we are happy. Um, we're, we're going OK at the moment. Um, I think ten, 10 games in the league and um, a, a cup game as well. So altogether 11, 11 games unbeaten. Um, a few draws in there, uh, but a few few really good wins for us as well. So um, we can't complain. We're we're happy with how we started. Yeah, a few draw, a few draws. Um, that's the story of the early part of September. Draws against Shepton and Odd Down. Odd Down, of course, good side. Um, and then away to um, to Wells. Um, but um, you've had a couple of really big games um, to finish the month. None bigger than that trip to Buckland Athletic. Yeah, no, absolutely. You're right. Um, we were we were disappointed with a, with a, um, a few of the early results, um, but it actually turned out to be good points because if you if you have a look to see how Shepton Shepton Mallet have got on against some teams, they've taken um, some big points off of um, some some decent sides, so it actually turned out to be a good point. Um, odd down, they're always going to be up there, so we were we were relatively happy with that point come the end and. And Wells um, was a really frustrated afternoon for us, where 
where we we, we should have won. Um, but all credit to them, they defended, they were fighting for their lives, and I managed to get a point. Um, but as you say, we finished the month really, really well. Um, Bucklands, um, we knew what that was going to be like. They're, they're flying high. They're probably everyone's favourites for the league this year. Um, they were unbeaten at the time as well. Mm. Um, but we went there and, and we're really positive in the way we set up. Um, and, and deservedly, in my opinion, um, and, and a few comments from, from their committee as well and their manager, um, we, we deserve to, to get the win. So... Um, yeah, we were we were really pleased with that. We got we got a draw there last year, but we scored two late goals to equalise. Um, so to go one better this year, and and to the way we played going into um, a big game uh, was really really pleasing. But coming off the back of those three draws, you, you must have instilled a real belief in your squad that you could go to Buckland and get a result. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, like like I said uh, previously, our, the, the games that we've drawn. Um, Although we haven't been um, firing, on, firing on all cylinders, we, we have deserved to, to get the points, in our opinion. Um, we've had a lot of possession. We've, we've had, had a fair few chances. And just uh, in football, sometimes you go through those, those periods where you just don't get the luck. You need somewhat uh, a, a little deflection or um, the ball just to fall nicely for you. And that wasn't happening for us in those games. Um, so we went into the Buckland game full, fully, uh, fully confident that we were playing well. And if we had a little bit of luck, um, then we could we could get the result. Now, uh, Saturday, you you were back in winning action. Um, you had a good crowd for that um, that that trip down to Buckland, but you had an even bigger one uh, in Bradford uh, upon Avon for you for the visit of um, Bridgewater Town, and uh, the, the home fans will have gone home happy because uh, it was another three points, wasn't it? Yeah, no, it was. I think we had over over 150 through the gate um, on Saturday, and credit to Bridgewater. I mean, they're, they're a big club, and, and they brought a decent following down with them. Um, ex Southern League club coming down last year, and, and if that club takes off, that club could 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 really do well. There's the support there is uh, really good. Um, but no, we we spoke about it before the game that um, the fans who travelled to to Buckland saw a really good performance and a, and a and a great result from us, and it would be nice to try and replicate that at home. Um, I think we managed to do that in the first 45 minutes, um, getting ourselves two goals in front, and then fair play to Bridgewater the second half. They stepped it up, um, but we were really professional in the way we went about it, and and in the end it looked a lot closer than it probably should have been with them scoring close to the end. Um, but we again we we fully deserved that win, um, and that was it was really pleasing for me to be honest because I was a little bit. Um, nervous going into the Bridgewater game as to how our players would react after such a big high the follow the, the previous week. Um, but credit to the boys again. I think they've got that mentality this year that um, they don't want to get beat, um, which is nice. Now, you've got a very um, awkward-looking October coming up, haven't you? You, you? Your next game on Saturday is away at Clevedon. They're doing well. Uh, at the moment, after that, um, you take on Cribs, who are actually at the moment just won a place above Clevedon. So, um, so they're two two teams again um, vying uh, at the top of the table. And then um, a bit of a blockbuster clash on the 28th of October because you take on Street, and of course they are really one of the powerhouses of the division. So, I mean, it's a bit early to say a make or break month, but it's an important month for you, isn't it? It is. It is a big month. Um... And um, I, oh, I can only just think back to, to how we how we performed last year, and 
Um, we had a very similar start to this season. Went well in August and September, and had a had a, a bit of a dip in October. Um, so I think it is a an important month for us, um, especially playing those top teams. We just want to try and take some points. I think that's where it's going to be um, going to be important. I think that's where this league could be won and lost. Is that six or seven sides that you've you've mentioned? Um, you've mentioned a lot of the names there, who will all be wanting to challenge for the for the league at the end of the season. And I think it's going to come down to how teams get on in that in that mini league, um, taking points off them. Um, as you say, Cleveland, Cleveland Saturday they've gone well. They've they've strengthened. Um, so that'll be a really tough test. And um, Cribs, we had two tough games against them last year. The uh, manager there, Tony Beecham, he's he's rebuilt his side again in the summer, and they've gone really strong. And Street, you know what you get with Street, they're a really experienced side. Unlucky not to, to get promoted. It wasn't for the um, unbelievable form of Man of, uh, Bristol Manor Farm. Um, nine times out of ten, their points tally would have got them promoted. So we're expecting uh, an, another tough, tough test. And um, as you say, it'd be a difficult month if we can if we can come through that unbeaten. Um, we'll be delighted, and um, it would be a, it would be a, be a good, good, strong month for us. But um, we're under no illusions. It, it, it's going to be a, it's going to be a tough ask. Now, I want to talk to you about that mini-league that you've just referenced because we've got Buckland at the moment sitting on top of the Premier Division. Will and many many people's dark horses in second. Street, of course, um, sitting just above you uh, in third. Um, I know you keep an eye, of course you do, on the other teams. At the beginning of this season, who did you fancy as the main contenders for those um, top two positions? Probably um, probably Buckland and Street would have been, would have been my favourites um, for that. And then, obviously, as you go through the summer, um, you keep an eye out on on what teams are doing and strengthening, and which players they've lost and, and which players they've recruited. And um, once you assess it, um, come that first game of the season, once it's all kicked off, um, the Buckland Streets, Willand, um, Bitten. I, I still think Bitten will come strong. They've uh, got a whole new side, and for the for the players that they've got in. Um, that will eventually click and they'll come strong. So you need to keep an eye out for them. And, and Cleve done the same, strengthened. Um, so, yeah, there's, there's definitely six or seven um, sides um, who will all fancy themselves to, to go and, to go and get, get promotion or, or go close. Now, I feel as if I've done you a little bit of a disservice there because um, in all of the clubs we've just discussed, we haven't really talked about Bradford Town. What, what, what was your expectations for this season? You did very well last season. You've gone very well again this season. We mentioned right at the top of the interview that you're unbeaten. What realistically were your expectations for this season? Well, as you say, we, have, we had a, our, our best ever season um, at the club last year, so everyone was delighted with that. Um, but you, don't, you never want to stand still. Um, so our, our aim was to try and better that fifth place finish, um, and and to do that we needed to take more points off the top sides. Um, and so far, um, although it was very early days, we've taken a point off Bitter, a point off Oddbane, and, and beat Bucklands. Um, so we're on course to be doing that. Um, but yeah, our aim was to try and better last year, um, and then if we're if we're in and around that come the Easter period or um, early March um, then then who knows who knows but um, for us it's, it's, it's only it's only our second season together as a group so we, we are still building um, yes yeah, so we just want to we just want to try and better last year 
Well, you're certainly going very well. One last question, Danny, and that is we've got the representative game coming up on the 11th of October. I've covered it quite a lot on the podcast, the Western League 11 taking on England C team. And uh, it's a great tribute to your club and your management that you've got three players in that representative squad. Um, Jamie Bartlett, Ricky Scott and, of course, my favourite, Dan Cottle. You must be very proud. Yeah, no, absolutely. The, the whole club, the whole club are, are, are really proud. I think if uh, going back maybe three, four years ago, um, if you would have thought that Bradford would have three players representing the, the Western League, um, you probably uh, you probably would have believed it. But um, no, it is a, a great credit to the club um, and 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 also to the players themselves for the, the way that the way that they've performed over over the last twelve, thirteen months for me. Um, and obviously, previous previous to that, under their respective managers, um, they fully deserved it. Um, we've we've got a number of players within 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 our squad who could who could take themselves unlucky potentially not to not to not to be in in that squad for that game. Um, but there's there's some great players in the in the Western League, and, and we're absolutely delighted that, that we've got three in there. Um, and I'll be going down with a few others to go and watch the game and. Um, Hopefully our, our boys will do the club and the Western League Parade, and I'm sure they will. Well, Danny, I look very much forward to seeing you down there at Melksham on the 11th. Thank you very much for your time, and um, good luck for the rest of the season. Now, the next fixture is one that I called out on last week's podcast. They're two teams that, um, on their day, I said yes, uh, last week, could beat anybody. Uh, Brislington were at home to Street, and as it turned out, it was a pretty one-sided affair, Tom. It was. Um, street strikers, I think we mentioned them most weeks. Uh, they were really, really came to the fore. A 6-1 win for them. Uh, Steve Murray and David O'Hare both grabbing doubles um, with Josh Wadham and Harry Foster uh, also scoring. Pretty one-sided affair, as you say, and uh, another three points to street. Now, there's always one, and this week it was Cadbury Heath against Odd Down. Yeah, uh, 0-0 draw. Obviously, Cadbury Heath, 4-3 winners during the week, but uh, that, that goal, goal scoring didn't continue on the weekend, and uh, a 0-0 draw against Odd Down. Now, if ever there was a team that said anything you can do, we can do better, it would be Buckland Athletic, League Leaguers, of course, and uh, when those around them win, so do Buckland. Yeah, managed to get back to winning ways here. Uh, a 2-1 win away at Cribs. Um, they were two up, actually, inside half an hour, thanks to goals from Ben Carter and Nick Rudge. Uh, and they managed to hold on for all three points, um, despite Jack McKenna scoring with 20 minutes uh, left for the hosts. Plenty of goals at Hallen. Um not too many people there, but plenty of goals. Yeah, um, a three-all draw between Hallen and Wellington. Uh, as they, Hallen actually went ahead on two occasions for Alan Anglin and uh, Tom Hallett only to see their visitors uh, draw level uh, for Ollie Norton and Sam Fowler on both occasions. Uh, and then with six minutes left on the clock, the visitors actually went ahead for the first time uh, with Ian Bellinger slotting home. Uh, but Hallen managed to, to restore parity uh, with Aaron Anglin scoring, her, scoring his second of the game uh, and a three-all draw there. Now, of course, regular listeners will know that last season we talked an awful lot about Hengrave Athletic and what a wonderful run of form they were on in the first division and how we couldn't understand why more people didn't go and watch them. Well, about 300 more people went to watch them uh, on this occasion. They've had to wait till their promotion season now in the Premier League, but going to Melksham Town, always guaranteed a, a big crowd, 343, the biggest in the league, of course. And, um, well, the home, the home fans would have gone home happy anyway. Yeah, indeed. I think the second biggest crowd we've seen this season in the league game, so uh, good to see. And uh, at the Oakville Stadium, but it was a 2-0 win for Melksham. Uh, Gary Higdon, now his 10th league goal of the season, uh, put them ahead. 
just uh, just before the half hour mark, and then Ben Thompson put the result beyond doubt uh, with their second just after the hour mark, so uh, a 2 0 win for Melksham. And a share of the points between Shepton Mallet and Chipping Sodbury Town. Yeah, another thrill draw, so plenty of goals in a couple of fixtures this weekend, and it was uh, Shepton Mallet scoring a late equaliser for the hosts. Um, sorry. <clears throat> It was George Morris Edwards scoring a late equaliser for the hosts um, that managed to cap the cap the scoring in a thrill draw there. And finally, in the Premier Division, Will and Rovers had another good win at home. This time, the visitors Clevedon Town. Yeah, a third win of the week for for Will and three different competitions. Um, a three 0 win uh, home to Clevedon, um, and it would the game completely turned just before half time. Uh, Clevedon uh, awarded a penalty, uh, but Isaac Reid stepped up and. Uh, was thwarted by a brilliant save by Mike Serve in the, uh, the Willem goal. And then in the second half, uh, Willem very much used that as a catalyst to, to push on and managed to grab three goals uh, to, to grab the comprehensive win with James Blake, Luke Mortimer and Ryan Guppy all scoring. Boss, we need some supplies for tomorrow. Oh, what's that? It's the helping hand from Toolstation. But it's a... Uh... A hand, yes. It's showing me around the Toolstation website. Nice. Yeah. I've selected paints, cables, sealant and plumbing fittings. I can check up to the minute stock, hit this button, thanks hand, and it's ready to collect in 20 minutes. So get the van. Can't the hand? It can't reach the pedals. Fair enough. Click and collect. Another helping hand from Toolstation. Your best mate for the job. Now, moving down into the first division, and Bishop Sutton, they were at home to Chippenham Park. Yeah, Chippenham Park managed to over, overturn a half-time deficit here. Uh, a 3-1 win for them at Bishop Sutton. Uh, Park fell behind to a, a Mason Dagger strike, uh, but they managed to turn around, as I say, with goals from Charlie Norman and also a double from Jamie Norman. Devizes Town, they travelled to Chard, and Devizes managed to score four goals for the second time in a week. Yeah, and a different hat-trick hero for them uh, on Saturday. Uh, this time it was Tom Slater. Um, after Chard had opened the scoring for Alex Duffy, he managed to strike three times um, in a, in a four-goal unanswered period uh, where also there was no goal. Uh, so the divisor had taken full advantage. Uh, and Duffy did manage to add a second quite late on for Chard, but uh, an impressive win away from home for divisors. Now, Cheddar, uh, one of those sides that we kept an eye on at the beginning of the season because of how well they did um, last season, um, had a bit of a, an indifferent start, would be fair to say, but I think it's business as usual for the Cheesemen now, Tom. Yeah, four wins in five now for, for Cheddar. Uh, and a 4 0 win at home to Porto, really impressive. Um, Chris Coombs going twice for the host. And there was also goals for Craig Morford and uh, Adam Jones. And an impressive crowd of 124 saw Corsham entertain Almondsbury. Yeah, and they would have gone home happy. It was a 2 0 win for the home side. Uh, caution, next to goals, uh, either side of half time, certainly Ben Wickens, and then after, after half time from Josh Bright. Oldland Abertonians, they were at home to Warminster Town. Yeah, and there's um, plenty of late drama here. Uh, game, had, game had won all quite late on, but then in the 89th minute, uh, Courtney Charles uh, managed to strike for, for Oldland to put them ahead, uh, and then another goal late, late, just later um, from Scott Gregory, a 3 1 win for Oldland. And the uh, the miners look like they're returning to form. Radstock Town winning for the second time uh, in the week. Their visitors were Ashton and Backwell United. Yeah, indeed, uh, a three 0 win for Radstock at home. There, uh, James Rascal obviously got on Patrick during the week. He's he's in good form. He scored again, uh, as did Jack Biddiscombe and Jack Sanderson. Well, Roman Glass and George couldn't follow up their impressive win on Tuesday, uh, lo- losing out two one at home to Wincanton Town. Yeah, and we talk about uh, goal scorers in good form, and Marcus Cook is one of those. Um, he scored twice for Wincanton, uh, and they, they claimed a 2-1 win uh, away at Roman Glass. 
First division certainly is a fascinating division this season, isn't it? It's teams that are losing one game and winning the next, and uh, mm. Sherbourne going down at home to Canesham Town. Yeah, pretty pretty big defeat. 5-2 uh, uh, to Canesham here, away from home. Five different goal scorers as well, in fact. So we had Jason Adams, Craig Wilson, Matt Brown, Carl Box and Sam Duggan all getting on the score sheet for Canesham. And another side that lost in midweek but went back to win on Saturday, Welton Rovers at home to Carn Town. Yeah, um, a good good win for, for Welton. Uh, Callum Alms uh, set up the first goal for Chris Tyle after just six minutes uh, to put Welton ahead. Uh, and then 20 minutes later, uh, they doubled their lead yeah, for a fine finish from Joe Batch, who did well in a one-on-one situation. Uh, the scoring was then by Malik Jame, who fired home a penalty uh, 12 minutes from time. So, yeah, a 3-0 win for, for Welton. And finally in the first division, a really mouth-watering tie between Westbury United, of course, been going so well at the top of the table, and Bristol Telephones, who've started their tool station Western League life with a real bang. Something had to give here, and it was the home side that certainly went away happy on this one. Yeah, indeed, and they did it hard, right? They had to uh, come from behind to do so, so Bristol Telephones took the lead uh, and were ahead uh, at the half-hour mark, uh, but they then had a, their goalkeeper sent off, unfortunately. And the game seemed to turn, and uh, Westbury, who um, uh, drew level thanks to a penalty from Dan Kovacs, uh, they managed to push on quite late on, and Ricky Holbert was the uh, the hero for them, completing the turnaround. Uh, and a much cherished three points for Westbury, 2-1 win. Well, I'm delighted to welcome back to the Tool Station Western League podcast, probably a little bit earlier than expected, Neil Kirkpatrick, the joint manager, of course, of, of Westbury United. Um, Neil wasn't on that long ago, reflecting on a very good start by Westbury and, of course, um, some, good, um, some good form in the Vars. Well, the, uh, the games have been coming thick and fast. Um, we'll start this interview with uh, the game that really caught my eye on last week's podcast, the top-of-the-table clash between Westbury and Bristol Telephones. And um, you did it the hard way, didn't you, Neil, on Saturday? Uh, yeah, we did. I mean, we, we, we didn't convert chances that we should have done. So, I mean, it could have been five, you know, we, we missed four or five very good chances, particularly second half, um, where they were down to ten men. And uh, we could have made it a little bit easier for ourselves. But, you know, as they say, we got the result. And... That's all that matters, really, and it is, you know, it's still early in the season, but for us, we felt it was a big result because, you know, they they could have really put some distance. You know, I know they've got to win the games in hand, but it just pulls them a little bit back towards us, we feel. They went ahead in the tie, though, didn't they? Did you fear the worst? Uh, Yeah, especially as it happened after about 30 seconds, I think it was. Um, Yeah, not the best start, Um, but... Yeah, once we got going, we were. I, I thought we were. Yeah, we were. You know, well worth the, the victory. Really, I mean, our keepers not had a lot to do. Theirs is. You know, we forced them into a couple of saves first half. We felt a stonewall penalty that we should have had as well before we got the penalty right on half time. Um, so, yeah, you know, it was a bit of a blood and thunder game as you'd expect, and. Um, yeah, we came out the right side, I suppose. And still undefeated in the in the league. I know you've had a few draws, and certainly Bristol Telephones haven't. But even at this early stage, those points in hand, those points on the board, are all important, aren't they? Yeah, they are. And I know, you know, I think I mentioned it on the last interview about our fixture schedule compared to the others. Uh, you know, I think Telephones and Kenshin now have got to be playing for the next few midweeks as well. So. You know, it'll it'll level itself out, and yeah, we'll 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 see where we are probably when they play when they've caught up. <laughs> 
Yes, I know that the um, the early season fixture congestion was something we touched upon in our in our first interview. Things have calmed down um, a little bit now, but um, yes. that, that does mean that you've had um, plenty of games to talk about since you were last on, and plenty of incidents. Starting off with <laughs> that quite remarkable yeah. game at Chard Town. Now, of course, Chard famous for their sloping pitch, but it was the weather that got the better of you, wasn't it? Rather than the geography. Yeah, very much. I mean, to fair play to Chard. First half, they they you know rolled us over. Um, you know, second half we were fighting back, and then midway, I think midway through the half, the heavens absolutely opened. It was monsoon conditions. Uh, we got back to four two. Eighty ninth minute, it gets abandoned. Um, you know, some would say, well, you you know, you weren't going to score two goals, but there were five minutes stoppages as well. In the previous five minutes, we'd scored one, had one disallowed and hit the post. So you never know. Equally, you know, they could have gone up the other end and got another one themselves. So it's one of those things you'll never know. And, you know, we we feel that we were that much on top at the end that we might have nicked something. So, you know, they're going to feel hard done by, of course. But equally, you know, it says in the rule book, if, if a game's abandoned, it's replayed. So we're fingers crossed that that's what the decision well, if Lady Luck was smiling on you on Saturday the 16th of September, she certainly wasn't yeah. on Saturday the 23rd. We talked about that great win you had last time that, uh, against away at Cove, and that was what prompted yeah. me to get in touch. You were back in FA Vars action on the 23rd. Um, you won at home against Christchurch, but you've got to go again as well, haven't you? Yeah, as I say, never a dull moment. Um, we won the game 5-2 after extra time quite convincingly as well um, despite being 2-0 down at half time um, and in extra time the linesman said to us oh you can use four, four substitutes in this and we questioned it three times um, to be told yes you can, you can definitely do it so we unfortunately put a fourth sub on with five minutes to go at 5-2 and I think Christchurch brought it up with the FA on the Monday and it's been ordered a replay away at Christchurch next Wednesday, which I'm a bit baffled with because if it's a replay, you replay that fixture, which would mean it's at home. But it is what it is, you know. Um, we just have to deal with it. So it was the linesman, wasn't it, that prompted the? Um, yeah, uh, yeah. The, the I mean, we had no intention of playing. A, we had no intention of playing a, a fourth substitute. It was purely on his did you know you can do it? And we didn't know. I mean, you know, hindsight, we should have known, um, but we didn't. And But you go, you know, they are the FA's representatives, I suppose, as the officials. So it's a little bit disappointing. And to, you know, fair play, the referee held his hands up in his report. But we feel we're, you know, we're having to go down there midweek next Wednesday when some of our lads have already used up all their holiday for our other midweek games that we've got coming up. And, you know, and they can't get any more time off work. So... You know, it's 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 not ideal. You know, fine if we're going to go away. Well, let's have it on a Saturday. We've got a free Saturday next week, but that's not the case. So we'll yeah, we'll get on and do it. I mean, it's a salutary lesson to those of your managerial brethren who are listening to this yeah, interview. Absolutely. Isn't it? That, absolutely. Um, it's a classic case of buyer beware, isn't it? Even, you know, the road to hell being paved with good intentions, <laughs> even when the officials, the match officials, um, um, give you that sort of, give you the nod, it might might be best to go with your gut instinct. Yeah, definitely, definitely. You know, and I suppose, you, you know, I suppose if, if the child situation goes our way and this one hasn't, you know, you win one, you lose one, don't you? So... 
you know. When is that charred? When is that charred uh, game going to be replayed? Do you know? Well, they haven't decided yet. I think there's a. I think I might be wrong, but I think there's a league meeting on Saturday. Because um, we started off by talking about the fact that actually the fixtures have calmed down for you um, yes. uh, in October. Actually, we, we could be, we, we, with that replay at Christchurch, you'll be back up to five games. And I suppose potentially you could find yourself playing a sixth in October yes. if, you, um, if you do take on um, Chard. So um, it's still going to well, be stretching your resources, isn't it? It is, but it's still less, you know, when you think we played 15 games in August and September which I, I I've never heard of that before but yeah it is what it is the lads have been brilliant they've worked their socks off um, it's been quite nice to have two midweeks off now and you know recharge the batteries a little bit and you know the, the walk well we, we rested a couple of walking wounded against Christchurch um, for the telephones game and that obviously paid dividends but um, yeah it, it, it is what it is uh, you know the lads are yeah same as any, you know, they all want to go out and play, don't they? So, um, but yeah, six games is probably, <laughs> let's hope it is six games because it means we're doing all right. Yeah, no, that's that's absolutely that's absolutely correct. Well, um, what, just one last question, really, and I'm, I'm in danger of repeating myself, really, because I, I know I asked you this the last time you were on, but in fairness, um, Westbury do seem to be doing a remarkably good job of playing pretty much everybody um, in the league at the moment, and, and on some occasions more than once. Um, uh, it, the first division strikes me um, this season in particular as a, as a time when pretty much anybody can be anybody. There, there seems to be shocks. Uh, the form book turned on its head every single week. Yourself and Bristol Telephone sitting on, on top of the table at the moment. But what other sides have impressed you um, so far? Yeah, I think you're right in what you say that anybody, I think I said it in the last interview, that it's con- all about consistency and Certainly Oldland, um, we played them, I think it was the first game of the season, we were, were very strong, um, as were Radstock, uh, um, Devizes I think are a th- big threat, they can beat, on their day they, they can beat anybody, um, I mean it's difficult, you know, we've drawn with I think three of the sides in the, in the bottom six, so it is, it's, it's a, it is a, you know, a really competitive league this year. Neil, thank you very much for taking the time to speak to us. You you, you lead a, a very interesting life, so um, I, I may be I, I may be calling upon you again. Let's hope that things return to some normality. But it would be good to catch up with you again before the end of the season. And this week's roundup, uh, we finish for on Sunday, the first of October. It's the rearranged FA Vars game between the London Lions and Malmesbury Victoria. Yeah, and unfortunately, um, fell to fell to a 3-1 defeat yesterday, and it's the London Lions who foot in the next round of the the FAs. So, looking ahead, Tom, um, do you want to take us through the Premier Division fixtures for Tuesday, the third of October? Yeah, sure. Uh, there's three games on Tuesday night in the Premier Division. Uh, 7:30 kickoffs uh, between Bitten and Hallam, and Brislington and Longwell Sports, and then at 7:45 we've got Cribs hosting Cleveland. And in the first division, Canesham Town take on Devizes, and that's a 7.45 kick-off. Now, Wednesday the 4th of October, Tom, two more Premier Division games. Yeah, indeed. We've got Bridport, uh, obviously, from, back from their cup exploits. They take on Shepton Mallet uh, at 7.45. And then at 7.30, we've got um, Hengrove Athletic uh, hosting Street. And in the first division, Bristol Telephones, they're at home to Roman Glass St George. That is a 7.30 kick-off. Uh, Friday night football... Um, and I think this really kicks off our um, 
Groundhopper Weekend, which um, we will be featuring uh, a little bit later, just as a reminder, um, in our parish notices section. But um, I think I'll let you start with uh, with Friday the 6th of October, Tom. Of course, yeah, the first game in the uh, Groundhopper, as you mentioned. A long weekend of football ahead, and it starts uh, Friday night. Ashton back for on Bishop Sun at 7.45. And then in uh, the fixtures in the Premier Division, um, Saturday the 7th of October. These are all uh, three o'clock kickoffs, unless otherwise noted. And remember, it is a groundhopper weekend. So do you want to kick us off in the Premier Division, Tom? Of course, yes. Yeah. So the three o'clock games, we've got Bridgewater Town versus Buckland, uh, Cabrini versus Street, uh, Clevedon versus Bradford, uh, Cribs versus Bridport. We've got Wells versus Melksham, uh, Willand versus Chipping Sodbury. Uh, and then the two Premier Division fixtures, which don't kick off at 3 o'clock, we've got Odd Down versus Bitten at 4.30, and Hengrove versus Hallener at 7.45 kick, kick-off on Saturday. The fixtures in the First Division for the Saturday, the 7th of October, Groundhopper Weekend, of course. I'll, I'll start off with the uh, with the um, with the 3 o'clock kick-offs, and it's Almondsbury against Carntown, Chippenham at home to Chard, Devizes Town take on Wincanton, Roman Glass, St George take on Malmesbury, Victoria. Sherbourne Town at home to Corsham. Warminster at home to Bristol Telephones. And Westbury United at home to Portishead. And the Groundhopper game starting at 10.45 in the morning. You've got Welton Rovers against Canesham Town. And then uh, half past one, Radstock Town against Oldland Abertonians. And we've got another couple of games on Sunday the 8th of October as well, haven't we, Tom? Yeah, uh, a pair of games uh, in either division. So in the Premier Division uh, on Sunday, we've got Shepton Mallet versus Brislington, uh, 10.45 kick-off. Uh, and then at 2.15, we've got Bishop's Lydia uh, against Cheddar in the first division. So, um, having had a good look through all of those fixtures then, Tom, what were the games coming up this week that take your eye? Um, I think uh, Obdown versus Ditton, uh, a 4.30 kick-off, obviously. So part of the ground up weekend, so hopefully get a good crowd there. Uh, Odd down, probably in need of in need of some wins and some goals. Uh, they take on a bit inside who are pretty tough to predict at the moment, so that should be that should be a good game in the uh, Premier Division. Um, my pick's going to be a little bit earlier in the week, Wednesday the fourth of October, Premier Division tie between Bridport and Shepton Mallet. Shepton, one of those sides that on their day uh, do seem to be capable of beating anybody. They certainly um, are very good at beating my hometown club, Melksham. And Bridport, what sort of Bridport will we see? Sometimes sides that do so well in the cup competition suffer a little bit of a hangover. And who could blame Bridport really having to go all the way up to um, St Albans and back at the weekend? But I've got a sneaking suspicion, you know, Bridport are going to. Uh, are going to come good uh, here, so it'd be interesting to see who wins out in that. But certainly a tough, um, t- a tough match for Bridport coming back into the um, in coming to Western League action. Now then, um, it's our parish notices section, and I'm very pleased to say that I do actually have um, another event to plug. Uh, but before we go into that, this time last week we were talking about the representative um, game. Uh, between the Tool Station Western League representative side and England Sea. That's taking place on Wednesday the 11th of October in Melksham. We quickly ran through the side, um, which uh, which I'll do again for the listeners who may have missed last week's programme. So Bradford Town's contingent is Jamie Bartlett, Ricky Scott and Dan Cottle. Uh, from Bitten, we've got Jordan Walker and Joe McLennan. From Buckland, we've got Liam Head, Lloyd Gardner and Jared Lewington. From Clevedon Town, we've got Sakanki Simpson, Ollie Barnes and Ryan Gizzing. Uh, from Cribs, Jake Hodgson. Melksham Town's contingent is Warren Maidman, Mike Perrett and Dan Demkiv. From Odd Down, it's Asa White, 
from Street, Craig Herrod and David O'Hare, and Will and Rovers pair Luke Alden and Luke Mortimer. Now, Tom, I never got, I never gave you an opportunity to tell us what you uh, what you made of those picks last week. So, have you having had a week to sit there and ferment on uh, on that news? Um, what do you make of those? Uh, what do you make of those players? Yeah, certainly some some recognisable names in terms of uh, goal scoring, which is obviously something I look out for on, on Saturday afternoon. So Jared Lewington having a really good season with Buckland, um, and also uh, the Street Boys, uh, Craig Herrod and David O'Hare, obviously uh, well worthy of a, of a call up. And then personally, um, having watched Bath City for I don't know a decade or so, Sir uh, Carney Simpson, uh, a bit of a legend down there, so it's good to see him. Uh, playing, for, playing for Cleveland at the moment and getting the recognition uh, and I hope he has a, a good game on uh, a couple of weeks' time. Well, of course, my personal favourite was uh, Dan Cottle in there as well and also good to see Mike Perrett um, getting a game. But um, Asa White, now there's a player who we talked an awful lot about last um, last campaign and um, I'm sure he'll be a real weapon. Be um, very good to see him play because actually the, the one time I did get to see Hengrave last season, um, he was serving quite a lengthy suspension. So um, hopefully I'll, uh, I'll get to see a bit of Asa White in the flesh. So moving on to um, uh, our uh, next parish notice and Bitten have been in touch thank you very much indeed and they have a firework display on Friday the 27th of October that's at the Recreation Ground Bath Road Bitten the event starts at 7pm gates are open at 6 adult tickets are £6 children that's anybody aged 3 to 15 and OAPs that ticket will cost you £4 and a family ticket which gets you two adults and two children that's £15 tickets are available from the venue or by calling and you will need a pencil I suppose one of the good things about having a podcast is you can play this bit back if I'd have been on my game I'd have told you to have a pencil at the beginning of this but anyway by the time I've finished rambling you probably will have got one um, the number to call if you want to call is 0117 Um so that's um, the firework display at Bitten and finally we just revisit the Groundhopper um, uh, weekend that's um, obviously coming up starts on Friday the 6th of October as we said Ashton and Backwell against um, Bishop Sutton that's a 7.45 kickoff. now let me tell you about let me let me tell you about your Saturday this is how your Saturday's going to work listeners um, you're going to start in the beautiful heart of the Soma Valley uh, in Midsummer Norton um, at 10.45 uh, where you watch Welton Rovers against Canesham Town and then just nipping up um, up the hill to uh, to Radstock. Um, uh, if you're on the Froome Road there from the centre of Midsummer Norton, you'll catch Radstock Town against Oldland Abertonians, 1.30pm kickoff. Straight back in the car and nipping into the outskirts of Bath. Um, literally, Odd Downs ground, just if you were driving out of Midsummer Norton, past Pease Down St John, got to get there for 4.30, uh, Odd Down against Bitten. That'll be an absolute um, cracker, I'm absolutely sure. And then for, for your evening, just before you're taking your evening meal, get back in your car once more and uh, heading, he- heading over towards Canesham direction. This is going to be a bit more of a trek trying to get round Bath, particularly at the end of a shopping day, but um, um, I'm sure you'll give it your best. Hengrove Athletic, of course, they're at home to Hallen on 7.45. And then we're, um, we're back in the, uh, in the Somerset area on Sunday for a 10.45 kick-off uh, in uh, Shepton Mallet against Brislington. And then staying in Somerset, you're going to nip over to Bishop's Lydiard, who are at home to Cheddar. That's a 2.15 kick-off. There you go. That is your weekend planned. Um, I would, of course, loved to uh, to take in all of those games on Saturday the 7th of October, but unfortunately it clashes with my wife's birthday. And um, I think that um, she would probably leave me 
if I made a, either go to all of those games or I attended all of those games on my own without her. Will you be taking any of those games, Tom? I'm definitely going to be doing my very, very best. Obviously, God down uh, local to me. I'm hoping to make an appearance there, and I will. It will depend on transport, but I'm hopeful of maybe getting to one or two of the others as well. Maybe Hengrove on on Saturday evening. That's a come and get me plea with a difference. Listen, there's anybody with a car there, Tom's eager to travel. Um, Tom, thank you very much indeed for your time well, a- again this week on the uh, on the podcast. We've got we're gonna, again we'll have an absolute bumper um, crop of matches to reflect back on next week. Not least because we've got that exciting groundhopper weekend coming up as well. But from Tom and myself, oh, actually, no, before I before we before we sign off, of course, um, Tom, have you published the bulletin on the uh, on the on the Tool Station website? Uh, it should be um, uh, in the usual place, uh, one of the tabs, the bulletin tab along the top of the, uh, the homepage. And, of course, regular readers of the non-league paper, they will be able to follow your words uh, in this week's edition? Yeah, 220 uh, words of the Premier Division Roundup, so that, that should be in the usual place as well in the Step 5-6 section. Tom, thank you very much indeed for your time, as always, and all your You're research. Um, we, we, we seriously wouldn't be able to do this without you. And uh, I look forward to catching up with you uh, this time next week on the Tool Station Western League podcast. <laughs>